de Global Latin Factor Podcast. Welcome, welcome, you and all, to another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast, where we talk about, say it with me, Latino everything. And today, another great episode. Make sure you go and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not, what you're waiting for. Also, follow us on whatever audio platform you're listening to. Give us a rating. We appreciate it very much. Okay, let's get to this very, very special episode. Today, we have the owner of Street Chick Kids. Maybe I didn't say it correctly because, you know, I'm Mexican. My uh, my Spanish comes out sometimes. Chingonas only. I can say that one. And she also earned her master's degree. We have Brie in the house. How you doing today? Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. I appreciate you coming through. Thank you very much. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get to a segment which we call Preguntas al Chile. We got this beautiful graphics going on again. If you have not, subscribe to the channel. What you waiting for so you can watch this beautiful work? That Carlos did with some nice, nice Latino music. Okay, here we go. Tacos or tortas? Tacos. Corn tortilla or flour tortilla? Mm, that's hard. Flour. Flour. Gorditas or sopes? Mm, gorditas. Mexican coca or jarritos? Jarritos. Agua de horchata, jamaica o tamarindo? Jamaica all the way. Jamaica, I like that too. <laughs> Salsa verde, salsa roja, do you like spice? Verde. Verde. So, menudo o pozole? Pozole. Churros o flan? Churros. I know you drink a little bit because I've seen you snap. Corona, Dos Equis Modelo, Victoria beer. Mmm, dang. That's hard. That was hard, right? You got the good ones. Modelo. Modelo. Okay. Tequila or mezcal? Tequila. Okay. Valentina, Tapatio, Cholula, sauce. Valentina. She got that on the purse on luck, right? Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Conchitas, the conchita bread, the pastries, brown, the white ones, or the pink ones? The pink ones, of course. Absolutely. Okay. So whenever you hear the word Latino or Latina, what does it mean to you? Or Latinx, what, what comes to mind whenever you hear that phrase? Um, what comes to mind for me is welcoming, mm -hmm. friendly, mm -hmm. food. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> As you can tell, preguntas al Chile. Awesome. I appreciate it very much. So you're not Latina. I'm not. So I can ask you, I can't ask you what does it mean to be Latina. However, you do embrace the Latino culture, even though this is the global Latin factor. It's just not to be all secluded, to exclude everybody else and not have anybody else that is from a different culture that really does embrace the, the Latino culture. And, uh, of course, like you said, feeling welcoming and different things like that. So I feel that you're somebody that does that. And I, I felt like, why not? We could just, you know, chop it up and talk about different things that you have experienced as far as, you know, being around the Mexican culture, Latino culture, and the same thing for what other people have learned from you. So that's pretty cool. Okay. So you, why does the Latino culture or how, is it because of the area that you moved from up to upstate New York? The, the reason why you hang around with a lot of me because I thought you were Latina for a little bit I thought you were mixed <laughs> yeah no so when I was when I was little the lady who took care of me uh -huh. she was Mexican mm -hmm. Mexican American she raised me with her grandkids equally mm -hmm. the same so as long as in I was in that house I right. was family there so I was in the assembly line making tamales at four years old with everyone yeah. else you know we had our little Spanish lessons and you know we got a little 
pop out like a little type, a little, 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 <laughs> little, little one when we didn't say something correct, you know, just right. a little correction. So we, she really uh, made me feel a part of their family. Mm-hmm. My mom worked a lot. She was a single mom. So when I was there, I felt safe. I felt like I had a traditional family. Right. Um, so that's kind of where that kind of came from, me speaking Spanish, me kind of being more familiar with the Latin community and cultures and traditions. Nice. That's awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Okay. So you own Chingonas Only. Where did the name come from and why did you decide with that name? I have always been referred to as the chingona because I had so many jobs mm. and my friends would make so much fun of me. They would be like, oh, the chingona can't come because she's got to work. You know, I had two, three jobs at a time. <laughs> so yeah. I was always the chingona. So when it came towards me and making a decision on my business name and what I want to stand for, chingona just really resonated with me. Like, I feel like I needed to incorporate it. But then what had happened was, mm-hmm. is I had a little bit of a conundrum with a friend of mine she Mm. was not being chingona (laughs) okay so i had decided you know what from now on i'm only hanging out with chingonas okay and i had told my friend she's like put it on a shirt and i was like only chingonas that doesn't make Mm. sense and then that's when it dawned on me chingonas only Only. oh i see that that's what's up i appreciate that okay so what drives you to do whatever the things that you you do every day Oh, man. So the first thing I would say that drives me is just motivating myself to do better. Um, I mean, I've come to a point or I've come from a position where I didn't have much. I didn't have a lot. But, you know, so I was always trying to find a way to pay bills and and, mm-hmm. and do things like that. So just having side hustles and being able to provide for myself. And that's what just motivates and drives me. But on the other on the other side of things, um, having the events where I'm able to help other entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. um, build their business that's so rewarding and that's really what makes me want to keep pushing to have bigger events and do more things within the community yeah so yeah i've seen you you have you, you needed to have three jobs if you're going to put yourself through school right you earn because i've kind of seen your journey through ig of your stories of having to go this and finally having to earn your master's degree so that took some time how long did that that take um to get my master's it was it was just two years i went straight mm-hmm. in no break um, I just, I just went, went in straight for it. Uh, my undergrad, uh, that took me a little bit longer cause I did take some breaks in between. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and so, I mean, I was on a journey for that one, but the masters, I just, I just wanted to get it done and I just stayed focused and, and got it done in two years. Jesus, two years. Uh, did you sleep at all? No, I don't remember sleeping at all. You remember sleeping <laughs> during that time? No, I was imagine. working, I was working. I had um, chingonas only I was trying to build. I had street chic. I was doing the photography. I had a nine to five job and I was doing that. So I don't remember getting any sleep. Jesus, man. I'm glad. Hey, congratulations that you have your master's. I mean, that's awesome. I, t- I don't want to really read a book, let alone go to school for a long time. <laughs> you know? Okay. So what do you want people to take away from as far as whenever they hear? Because I've seen chingona before and it was trendy, a couple of things, but it wasn't yours necessarily. It was something different. And then this is yours, but why? What do you want people to take away whenever they see the chinguana merch? Whenever they see it in display, whether you're on a pop up or where they see it on on a digital. Yeah, when when um, people see my merch, I want them to feel like it resonates with them. I want them to see, you know, their their hood represented on something. Be like, oh yeah, West Dallas is where I'm from, Webb Chapel. Mm-hmm. I want them to feel like they're represented. 
um, not just uh, with the Chingonas only logo, but just the other merch as well. I want people to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. Or that's where my cousin's from. Like, that's what really, like, makes me happy when I see people yeah. walk by my booth. And they're like, wait, you got something from Agtown? And and then they're like, that's right. You got doormats, you got keychains, you have all kinds of stuff, right, as far as the merch? Yeah, yeah. I'm always trying to think of new ideas and, and new things that people would want to, you know, have on their desk or want to have in their home. Um, so I'm always writing down ideas and looking up new things and getting new samples and see what what I think is going to really sell. That's pretty dope that uh, you can see something about a, somebody's neighborhood and you can put it on something that they can take to their house and, and just be like, oh, that's that's my stuff. And it's in their house and it's part of their house. That's pretty awesome. Did you get any um, kind of like, I don't want to say backlash, but anybody made any weird comments because you're not a Latina but you're using chingona or anything like that. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I think, um, you know, I've been doing things around Dallas for a very long time. So people are very familiar with, with me and, and my background and, and the things that I do within the community as mm-hmm. a whole. Um, so, you no, know, and I try to be very cognizant of of my brand and, and the events that I take part in, um, you know, and sometimes people reach out and, you know, they're doing something where it's, they want to spotlight Latin American um, individuals or business owners. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, you know, I want to save this space for a Latino person to be a part of this event. And sometimes they're like, no, 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 come, come, come. Like, you know, you do so much for the community in general. Like, we want you to be here. Right. Um, so I always make sure that I put that effort in and, and have that conversation with people because that's not my intention to take away space from a Latinx business owner um, when that space is for them. Yeah, and I know that it's a fact. Even whenever I was reaching out to you when I first wanted to be interested, like, look, this is a, a Latina that I think is doing some wonderful things, which I'm still going to have her on. I'm going to reach out and uh, have her on. But it was it, you did exactly that. You pointed me to somebody else. You said, I'm not Latina, but here's a person. And I said, okay, cool, but I still want to. But, yes, you did that. that. But I appreciate it very much because you're right. Um, you know, sometimes people are weird, and it's cool that you're – want to if they're asking for a latina that you give them somebody but if they still want you because of the work that you're doing and that you're really truly embracing the culture not only just the culture itself but individuals and entrepreneurs that want to put them on so that's dope and that's part of the things that your your chingona only does right whenever you have pop-ups so what what is it that you uh want to do whenever you have and host what can the people whether it's a vendor whether it's anything like that what can they expect in one of your events. Yeah. I mean, everyone can always expect to have a good time at one of our events. Um, I try to make sure that, you know, it's kind of like a party atmosphere, family mm-hmm. friendly mm-hmm. party atmosphere. Um, you know, we, we just started having a DJ at the events as well to kind of make it um, a little bit more livelier. Um, you can make some money. <laughs> you know, I work really hard to promote the events. Mm-hmm. I'm a one person team. So anything that is Chingonas only related. It's just me doing all of it. Um, but I work really hard to advertise and promote and make sure that, you know, every uh, business owner that comes out makes sales. Um, I take that very personal as far as marketing and yeah. making sure that, you know, we don't have an empty event. Okay. So the, uh, what is the, um, uh, I lost the train of thought. What was the number one? I'll go back to the previous question. What's your number one selling uh, item? That you have had so far? Oh, that's hard. So I think it's going to be a 50-50 split between keychains and stickers. 
sticker. I got you a sticker. That's why you <laughs> I were love happy. stickers. I have a sticker collection, so I'm so excited to take this home and put it okay. up. Okay. So the, the the thought came back, the affordable part. Cause so I don't know, maybe just me, maybe just doing my podcast, but I've noticed there's all kinds of pop ups of everywhere, all kinds of things. It's just I don't know if it just started happening or maybe I didn't realize so all of a sudden they became a thing. But some of them can get kind of pricey, right? Especially if you're coming if you're coming up barely, if you just decided to you know, create an idea to to have a uh, some kind of brand, but you make it kind of you make it affordable as far as if you want to be part of it, just at least to get the exposure of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the main the main things that when I was um, doing my business plan and thinking about ways that I could help other small businesses um, is affordability because mm-hmm. it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you're buying product, buying arts and craft supplies and trying to get inventory. I mean, it's a lot of money. (laughs) And so I didn't, I didn't want anyone to go further into debt to be a part of the event. I want people to be able to network and build their brand um, and make a profit from the event. So for me, by keeping, you know, the fee as reasonable as possible, Mm -hmm. depending on the location is my main priority. Um, There's been a lot of places where we've turned down Mm -hmm. or I've turned down because, you know, it just wasn't feasible. Um, for me, a lot of money is a hundred dollar vendor fee. I feel like when you're first starting, that's a lot of money and it's a risk because you don't know yeah. if you're going to make that back or not. Um, so I try to make sure that I stay under that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been it's been hard. It's been a challenge, but I love a challenge. So, um, but yeah, we're making it happen. And I really want people to come out and um, know that you know you're going to be able to network and and build the community even further when you're a part of my events. What makes you decide of what kind of is the the actual location that these are besides the price? Do you consider the location? Do you consider different things? The capacity of how many people you can get in there? Yeah, absolutely. Um so there's a lot of things that go into the factors of how I pick a location. Um for the longest time we we had the same location for months and months and months and months mm-hmm. in Oak Cliff. And there was a lot of foot traffic there. Uh, but that owner is no longer at that location. So that kind of left me trying to find somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's, you know, is it somewhere where people can see it? Can we get people from the street that see the tents up and see mm-hmm. the DJ and they stop? Um, is this, is it somewhere where, you know, we can be outdoors and indoors because um, of the weather weather. you know texas we never know what kind of weather we're gonna get every five minutes yeah so i mean there's a lot of things that i think about um but i just partnered with a tattoo shop in grand prairie that has an awesome outdoor location for us i'm really excited to be there um we're gonna be there in november and december um so i'm really excited for this new venue um it's a little bit outside from oak cliff where i usually host Mm -hmm. um but i'm ready to expand so that we can have a market everywhere um, I oh, want to nice. be in Oak Cliff. I want to be in Webb Chapel. I want to be in East Dallas. I want to be in North. I want to be everywhere. So th- that's the next uh, step for you as far as Chingonas only is you you were in the cliff for a little while, but now you're trying to maneuver around the different areas in the DFW. Is yeah, that what's absolutely. happening now? Absolutely. That's great. And uh, real quickly, let's touch up on that event. So y- you said uh, November, mm-hmm. November, what date again? Um, November the 6th. Okay. Do you know the address and stuff like that for the location yet? I want to say it's 114 uh-huh. Northeast Street, Grand Prairie. Okay. And what's the name of the tattoo shop? It is Good Pain Artworks. Good Pain Artworks. And you're going to be there November? The 6th. And then again, December? December the 4th, we're going to have a toy drive. Okay. So the one for 
November, is there going to be a, your one of your regular pop-ups to people to come out? Yes. Is there a theme that you design whenever you create one of those pop-ups? Is there like a name or something like that that you go or do you? Because I'm just still learning about those things. I've seen them. So when you create a pop-up, you just for the vendors to come out so they can be seen and they can move some of the merchandise. Is that pretty much what happens? Yeah, that's that's definitely pretty much what happens for my markets, um, my pop-up events. There's some where they have theme markets. That's a part of their mm. branding. Okay. Um, me, I'm anti-theme. I'm anti-pastel colors. <laughs> really? You know, I keep it. I keep it true to my aesthetic, which is you know yeah. '90s flannels. Okay. You know, I keep I try to keep everything kind of like the way I dress, the way I look, all black, everything. So you. you know, if you want bright pink and frilly stuff at the pop up, probably not going to happen. At you might, event. you might if they <laughs> decide to. They still want to be part of it, right? But yeah, so everyone's table. I mean, I everyone's table is their personality, right? Mm-hmm. So of course, you know, we'll have people with that bring their personality whenever they set up their market. But like for our flyers and all that stuff, like it's a hundred percent like me. Like you'll gotcha. you'll know that <laughs> that I did that because it's like yeah she didn't put a whole lot of colors it's pink it's not pink <laughs> it's, it's not black pink. and white and gray I needed to switch cups then with <laughs> maybe you. like I, a little blue I gave you like, like nice green one I'm gonna yeah have to I definitely <laughs> I did have a black cup too though could've... yeah everything everything I own is black my car is cool. black my really? jacket is black my couch is black everything mm-hmm. is black so we'll put you on the right couch look yeah at that. see this matches my house I mean. <laughs> Black is cool, but, you know, there's all kinds of other beautiful colors. But you're not against it, but it's pretty cool that you made a a, a, a presence as far as somebody can look at a flyer and like, oh, it has to be Brie. It has to be hers. So that's pretty cool. Okay. You like uh, you like Web Chapel a lot, don't you? Is I that- do. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm saying that because you have some of the merch, uh, like you said, uh, People have different things that they got, they buy, they can incorporate into their house. But you really do that. Why do you embrace it so much? Not only Web Chapel, but I know you you have different, like Oak Cliff and things like that. But why Web Chapel? So I've lived in Web Chapel for how long? Two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Web Chapel. And it's not the same. It's not going to be the reasons why people would think that I would say I love Web Chapel. Okay. But I love Web Chapel because there's no traffic. Everything I need is like four minutes Away, like I only have to go down two streets, cool. and there's everything. Uh-huh. And I like that because I have social anxiety. I don't like driving; that gives me anxiety. So just having everything I need right there, and there's good tacos everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I appreciate you coming over here. You're kind of far away from Web Chapel, <laughs> but thank you for taking the time to drive. You know, it's really appreciated, especially when you really like to drive. Show them that your logo real quick, so one yeah. of the cameras looks. So if you see that right there, that's Breeze. Make sure you go and whatever pop up she has going on events. Make sure you go and support her. Have you have, have you ever been part of not just your own pop ups, but a different pop ups that you go out and either you just want to show face or you want to support or whatever the case might be? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I go to pop ups all the time just as a customer, just to say hi and look and shop like everyone else, mm-hmm. and then I sign up to be a vendor. At other people's pop-ups all the time. Yeah. I think that's what one thing that makes me a little bit different as far as my business model is because I don't I don't view anyone as my competition. Mm-hmm. It's all love. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of money in DFW for everyone to get their 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 little bag going. Yeah, yeah. So I like to support other people just as much as they support me. And maybe they don't support me, but I'm still gonna support you because it's what I do. Yeah, that's what's up. And and it's so weird because you're right. There's plenty of money to go around. The mentality that the the money is short and there's not enough of it. And then I have to get the, the most is just the wrong, crazy mentality because there's plenty. 
And another thing that I noticed about the things that you do as far as you post on IG is a lot of uh, mental mental work and motivational things and trying to kind of sort of like get rid of that, like being poor mentality and things like that. Where did that come? Well, I know that it's because your mom was a single mom and she had to come up and, and get the money. Was that where it comes from? Um, yeah, I think a little bit of that is, I mean, whenever, whenever you're growing up and, and you, I don't want to say I didn't have, or Mm -hmm. I was neat because I mean, my mom was a hustler. She worked three Mm -hmm. jobs, so I didn't really go without, but whenever you feel like you're, like you're not having enough in in your, in your, in your mindset, it becomes, it becomes bad for you. It becomes a, a habit where you always feel like I'm broke, I'm poor, I'm poor, but you know, you have what you, the basic needs, but in your mindset, you feel like you're, you're lacking, right? But that's bad for you. Mm-hmm. So I always have the mindset and I, I, I like to study manifestation. I like to manifest. I'm rich. I got more than I need. The universe right. is always providing me. So right. if I can share that, what I've learned with other people, I think that's great, especially as business owners, because, you know, if you think negative, you're always going to have negative outcome. Yeah. I always think positive. I'm going to sell every day. Mm-hmm. Every day I wake up, I'll make, I'll make all the money I need today. Yeah. And I put that into the universe. And the universe has never failed me. I've never lagged. I've never missed a bill. Like I always get what I need because I have that positive mindset and things are going to happen once you start speaking positively. Yeah. Not only speaking positive, but when you're talking inside your mind, those words are still doing something. Like people think I'm crazy or we were, we were talking about it. I had two authors and we talked about uh, Tupac. And Tupac's lyrics, a lot of them said about him being killed and murdered or things like that. And that came to be. Not only him, but Biggie and, and different rappers. Certain things that they say, the word is very powerful because it comes back and something happens. Same thing whenever you're saying good things, you know. Like I always say this one because I'm also into those things like that. Like, for example, whenever I know that I'm going to possibly be running behind, I said I'm always, uh, instead of saying I'm going to be late, I'm going to be late. I say I always make it on time. I always make it on time. And nine out of ten, almost every single time I make it right on time. Or... If I don't, I run into something like I notice an accident on the side of the road or something crazy. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I wasn't meant to t- like leave on time for the same reason, you know. Whatever the case might be, it works. It really works. And you talking to yourself in a negative way, in a bad way, it really does get into your soul. And it does, don't, things do happen. It really does. And it does come into its existence. So what better way than just to talk the best thing possible? I mean, not necessarily fake it till you make it, but like, like what is it they say? Um, like, uh, misery loves bad company or whatever the, the saying is. Mm-hmm. Like, you just you're in the rain and you just t- keep talking negative instead of like, wow, the rain is a beautiful thing. We need the rain. Without water or anything, we'll be in a very bad place. So why not welcome it and just you know talk yourself into a better situation than negatively all the time because you are gonna stay there. So I appreciate that. Do you still do photography or kind of walking away from that? Because I remember you used to do a little bit of photography. Yeah, um, I, I put it down for, for a little bit. Uh, so I'll, I'll keep it for real. My my laptop broke uh-huh. and it just wasn't my priority to get another one. And I kept I kept putting it aside and putting it aside, putting it aside. And finally, it started not having laptops that affect Chingonas only too. So I was like, okay, I just got to get a new laptop. So I got a new laptop and then I looked at my camera and I was like, you know, do I want to do this or do I not want to? And I feel like for me, um, I like having creative freedom. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I do pick up my my camera, like I want to do more of the shoots that that 
bring out my aesthetic, that bring out my brand, like shooting for my own brand. Right. Um, more so than what I was doing before. Because before I did a lot of like sports photography, I was doing uh, family photos. I was doing a lot of other stuff, but I feel like the next time go around that I bring it up, I think I want to more focus on the things that really make Chingonas only and make me, me. What about incorporating that photography into your, the events you have already? Like some of the pictures or the ones that, that match the things, the vendors and things that you already have. Yeah, I've thought, I've thought about it and I've tried it and I'll, I'll be really honest. I failed miserably. Why? There's just so much going on at the events oh, for yeah, me yeah, to yeah. like, I tried, I really did. <laughs> but for me to try to, you know, be a host and have my vendors good and then also run my booth and then run around with the camera, oh, no, like it, it was too much. It's too much. Like I was like, okay, I learned my lesson. <laughs> Maybe when you go to one of the, one of the pop-ups and you can do capture some of those. Yeah, that'd be a good that'd idea. That'd be better. Yeah, yeah be better. you're right. Because I've been part of events to put in there, and they're like, is, you're running everywhere. You don't understand how much your attention is needed whenever you put in an event together. Or you got to be here, or this, 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 and that, and then, oh, my goodness. Before you know it, it's like, and then you have to do run your own booth, too. It's like, uh-uh, it's too many places. Okay, what was the, going back to the previous question about being part of it, what was the biggest uh, pop-up or event that you've been part of so far? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. I would say um, I did the Dallas Lowrider uh, picnic. Mm. Uh, it was in September, September 18th, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, that that was the biggest event that I've ever done as a pop-up vendor. Yeah. How'd it go? It was amazing. It was good? I sold out. I sold out of like almost everything. For real? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So you're looking forward to that one again when it comes back? They can sign me up for anything that they're at. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> You'll be there. Okay, what part of uh, what uh, part of area of New York? You originally from upstate New York, but what what area was it? Okay, I'm gonna tell you, but no one's gonna know. Well, you no might one's be surprised because I've been to upstate New York, so I might. So I was born in this small town called Olean, New York. No, I never heard of <laughs> See, it. I knew. What it. area is it close to? So Syracuse. No, it's like Canada. <laughs> well, so um, so the next, I think the. The best way I can tell people mm -hmm. is that it, it's closest to Buffalo. Mm -hmm. So go Sabres, go Bills. Yeah. Um, but then also go the Cowboys. next. Cowboys. <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. And then the next the next closest uh, place from my town uh -huh. is going to be Pennsylvania. Okay. So I know the area. So I, I, I've been to Buffalo before I landed there, Buffalo. But I used to, I used to, I was in the military before and I, I was stationed in upstate New York. But literally, like thirty minutes away from Canada, it's close. It's called Watertown. Okay. And the the actual fort, it was Fort Drum. So we're literally right there. And the closest, biggest city was Syracuse. So whenever you said upstate, I'm like, because it has to be way up there. Because I can mind, I know the area a little bit, but I don't. I never heard of it. And there's actually a Mexico, New York. A lot of people don't know that on that drive from Syracuse to Watertown uh -huh. going up, there's a Mexico, New York. I've never, I've never heard of that. Yeah, that's, that's cool, a little though. Mexico. We used to drive all that time when we were going to Syracuse to, um, 
I have an adult time, you know, <laughs> just go party or whatever. But it was pretty cool. So I was like, maybe I know the area where you're from. <laughs> but okay, so I never heard of it, but that's pretty cool. You made your way over here. Okay, so your mom really did inspire you. Who else does inspire you as far as going forth and, and just bettering yourself? I mean, again, having a master's is not an easy thing. I think you, you're one of the few people that I know in person that has a master's degree. My brother has a bachelor's. Other people that I know have, you know, good education. But it's awesome. So who else inspires you as far as going forward and, and, and try to strive to be a better person every day? Um, that's, that's a hard one because there's so many people that are in my life that mm-hmm. are great people that really inspire and challenge me to be better. Um, I mean, I have two little sisters and everything that I do, I always think like, am I reflecting a good mm-hmm. image and a portraying who they should be? Am I being a good role model for them? So, you know, just in my little cousins and, you know, just anybody in my family, like for them to have someone positive to look up, look up to, I challenge myself to, to be better for them. Um, You know, I work my corporate job. I have rock star AVPs and vice presidents that I work under Mm -hmm. um, women of color, females that they do some they do some dope stuff and every day and they're up there with the men and they're making these numbers and they're getting stuff done. And just to, you know, clock in every day and be directly under um, women of color in corporate that are hustlers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's inspires me every day to, to push the envelope and challenge myself in a corporate way. That's dope. And uh, why do you feel that uh, going back on the previous, I'm just like things are coming <laughs> up as we're talking why do you feel it's important to talk about manifesting and, and things like that? Uh, where where did the, the, the dawn on you to, you have to exercise that in life to be better because they kind of go hand in hand with striving to be a better person because you can't say, um, I'm going to do better for myself and then talk real ugly about yourself or talk really negative about yourself. Yeah, so I had some some friends that actually mm-hmm. practice manifestation and and they part of my life every day Mm -hmm. and they would call me out be like don't say that about yourself or don't say that about your situation i'm like what are you talking about and like for the longest time i like dismissed everything they said Mm. until one day i was like what is the shame in me trying what could that do so i spent like two weeks really focused on the lessons that my friends had taught me about manifestation mm-hmm. and speaking positive. And I caught myself thinking in my, in, in my head, as well as thinking out loud, the things that I put in text messages, the, anything that I did mm-hmm. really thought intentionally yeah. about, is this a positive? Is this how I really want to reflect my life? Is this what right. I want to happen? Right. And as ever since I started doing that, things started to change around. You know, I got a few different new jobs got promoted like five times. Like uh, things started to happen for me. You know, I got the house that I wanted. I got the car that I wanted because my mindset changed. Mm-hmm. I wasn't being negative because when you think negative, you're only focused on what could go wrong. When you think positive, you're thinking about everything that could go right. So I think just having friends that saw me be me before right. Right. and saw me in the trenches being negative and calling me out actively, I think that's what kind of caused, uh, started that shift. And then, you know, then I started to work on myself personally as well, like just inside and some traumas and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. I, when I started talking to a therapist, mm-hmm. 
you know, you, you learn more about positive self-talk, yeah. you know, and like, hey, you need to you need to start not being so hard on yourself. You need to start thinking positive. So then you have a professional telling you what your friends taught you about manifestation. And it's like, oh, this is a, like a real thing. Yeah. Tell me one thing that you manifested that you were like really passionate, really wanted it to happen. And it happened to you. And it was proved that it works. And this is not magic. I'll go back and touch up in it a little bit. This is not like a, a <laughs> magic or wizard or magic potion. This is just real life things that could happen. But tell me one. Oh, just narr- just one? I have to narrow it down to one? That's crazy. Oh, okay, I'll do a throwback one, which okay. I did unintentionally because mm-hmm. it's before I even knew manifestation was a thing. But I really wanted to be on Kanoin. Can I say that? Mm, Can yeah, I say yeah, that? Of <laughs> Whatever you would like. I really wanted to be on Kanoin way back in the day. Yeah. I don't know how it was, like 20, 21. Yeah. And I, I told myself, I'm going to be on Kanoin. Mm. I'm going to be on that hot mix show. A week later, I'm on the hot mix show. And so that was like (laughs) that was like that was like before I really knew what I was doing, but just things like that. And now looking back, and I was like, oh yeah, I manifested that. Yeah, I feel you on that because I did this. Oh, I I used to I was in Canaan for a little bit too, but those things do happen. So one of mine, like I don't fully understand it, right? Because there's always things that you have to keep working, and and things start presenting yourself how things operate. But one of them was one time. I said that I'm going to travel this year and I'm not going to pay for I'm not going to pay for anything. And the company that I was working for just by mere I don't know what the uh, one of the managers I was talking to that I I had just barely moved to another department. I went to talk to him and we were just talking about random things. And then the, the one of the directors came in and asked him if he wanted to go to Manila, the Philippines. And he's like, oh, I can't I have my little girl, but Crispin can. And I'm like. <laughs> I just looked at him like, huh? And, he, and, he, and the director was like, can you go? I'm like, yeah, sure. I go. <laughs> sure enough, I started getting emails. I got my passport. I flew all the way to the Philippines for two and a half weeks. I did my job. I did what I needed to, but I didn't spend a dime. And I, I traveled all the way to the other side of the world. Like, literally, the other side of the world. And I was tripping out because I, I, I do meditate. I like to meditate. So when I was meditating, like, next to the water... I was tripping out and I was like having tears coming down because I'm like, man, I really, I really made this happen. I really said that I wanted to do this and I'm here I am and just tripping out like chills and everything. So that's pretty dope. I, I like the way you think. That was pretty awesome. Okay. So what is the, besides moving around the DFW now and, and not only being in one location, but diff, going in different places, what's next for Chingonas only? What else do you have in mind? What have you? like created in your mind that you're going to bring to reality. Yeah. So I think um, in the past few months, I've been really thinking about how not only can I impact small business owners, but as far as their small business, but how can I help them? Maybe there's people that aspire to be a corporate chingona and, you know, Mm. they need to know how to get to that level. And so I've been trying to think of ways I can incorporate to their brand. Um, The other day, I actually, um, did a one-on-one session with one of my followers to help mm. her um, rebuild her resume, give her some interview tips, um, you know, and just kind of give her my expertise on, you know, leveling up as far as your corporate life. Um, so my goal is to host a community session to help um, chingonas of all colors, um, 
you know, have that knowledge on how to get into the corporate world, how to move up, what your resume should look like, how you should interview, how you should present yourself, um, build your personal brand within your job. So things of those, of those nature of that nature is what I want to bring into Chingonas only as well. I think it's important, especially for women of color. We don't have the same opportunities as other people may have. So it's important that we're on our game mm. as far as you know, resumes, interviews. Yeah. So you're talking about maybe doing some kind of workshop, kind of like that, like a Chingonas only workshop that can incorporate the, not only an entrepreneur spirit, but also giving you some of the, some of the tools necessary that you might not understand why you're looking at a video or different things like that, but somebody can like talk to you and you can kind of sort of break down what is it, a resume or how do you better put a resume together or what questions might be popping up and as far as an interview so you can land a better position in, in the corporate world if that's what you want to do. Is that yeah, what you want to do? Absolutely. A workshop, I think a workshop would be awesome. I think I think a workshop, would, well, again, I, I know you're working in whatever it's going to be, <laughs> but I think the workshop would be kind of cool that, uh, that you can do. And uh, awesome. Okay, so what other big events do you have? What other big events do you have coming up soon besides the ones we talked about earlier? The one for November 6th and the one for December, remind me again? December 4th. December 4th. Okay, tell me a little bit more about that one. So you have an actual toy drive at the same location, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is it going to consist of? What is it? What is it happen during this time? Yeah, so I'll, I'll be honest. I just started planning this on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're a little behind. <laughs> but I will say that... Um, um, we're going to be uh, doing a toy drive for Dallas Children's Advocacy Center. Mm-hmm. Um, those are children that are um, in abusive situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I've donated to them before um, on my own. So I really want to find a local ch- charity that we could give back to where we can make an impact on kids. Um, the toy drive is going to focus more on the older kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm requesting everyone bring something for kids 8 to 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Children's Advocacy Center has like a list that I put on um, a, a flyer on our Instagram page so that everyone can kind of get an idea of what kids 8, eight to 14 are into yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll do the, we'll have the toy drive. We'll have a normal pop-up. Um, we will have um, the DJ. Um, but it's just, you know, just an extra little thing where, you know, we have, encourage everyone to bring a toy in um, and then we'll drop it off to them and, and try to bless some kids for Christmas. Okay. So it looked like it was a spur of the moment thought to create a toy drive. Where did that come from? So I've typically o- always done some type of drive, either by myself or with work. Or mm-hmm. so, and I looked at the calendar. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's almost November!" And I was like, "Yeah, I was telling him." This, this, <laughs> and I was like, "We're like lagging." This. And I was like, "What well, did I do a toy drive last year?" And I was like, "No, we didn't because we didn't have a location." Mm. And I was like, "So, and you know, we just didn't get around to it." So I was like, "You know, I'm really gonna do it this year." So um, I was able to work with uh, uh, Good Pain Artworks again. Uh, mm-hmm. They opened their space up for us so that we can make it happen. Um, so right now, I'm just getting everything together, start soliciting for vendors, um, trying to put something real cool together. I don't know if I can get some lowriders out, but I've been emailing people <laughs> to get some lowriders out. Lowriders? Yeah. I can I can link you up with somebody. You know Josie from uh, ULA? No. I'll link you up with her. Okay. She'll, she'll hook you up. Yeah, so we've been, you know. Josie, I'm sorry. I didn't even <laughs> put you in a spot, but I know that you're the one that does it. So I'm going to let her know about you, Josie. 
Yeah, and um, I want to get some other other local organizations a part of it as well. Some nonprofits. Um, usually some, at most of my events, there's a few nonprofits that ask to join in. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's no vendor fee for them, right. um, so they can educate people about their services. Mm-hmm. Some people are, you know, asking for volunteers, or maybe they're selling an item that goes to their nonprofit. Um, so you know, I'm trying to put all that together. Um, I work really good on the fly, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's gonna be a great event. Um, I mean, we still have plenty of time, but yeah, I just thought about it and I was like, I'm just gonna make it happen. So that's just what I do. <laughs> awesome. So the so the the event is gonna be kind of like a regular pop up, uh-huh. but it's going to include a toy drive. So is the fee for the vendors gonna be a toy, or are you asking the people that are coming out for the pop up to shop to also bring a toy or both? No, that's a great question. So we're um, we're encouraging the vendors to um, to also bring a toy. It's going to be lower than our normal vendor fee, um, and so that way they can. So they get a discount for bringing a toy, right? Okay, awesome. Right. Um, so that way it kind of just helps because I know some people they may not be able to do both. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll find a way. We'll do the math. We'll crunch the numbers and we'll make it happen. So where you know people have that. Um, availability to, to, me, to you will make it happen in your current <laughs> numbers yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah that's the yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so we'll we'll make it happen so that um like i said it makes sense for the business owners but we're also helping the kids mm-hmm. um at the end of the day you know we can't um we can't always think about money right, right so right. me as a business owner hosting an event i can't always think think I need to make a profit for myself, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's not a good mindset. I need to figure out ways where I can help my community, right. help the community of DFW, help women of color, help people of color, help the Latinx community, the black community, whoever it is. That's my ultimate goal at the end of the day. So sometimes I have to take off that business cap because I'm so used to it with my nine to five because, you know, that's real numbers. Right. And I have to like, wait a minute. How how can I fix things mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm making a contribution. Yeah, that's true. And the uh, why that particular age group and why that particular area, uh, that, that organization that you're going to donate the toys to? Yeah, so, I mean, just when you think about it, whenever we do toy drives, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes as cu- customers, you know, we just go in and we find toys, right? So mm-hmm. we just, and usually those toys that are less expensive are for zero to two years old, three mm-hmm. to four years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the building blocks and, you know, great, great stuff. But we kind of limit ourselves to the little kids. So usually based on kind of what I've learned and researched over the past, you know, few months of trying to learn more about nonprofit and, and, and donation drives and things of that nature, mm-hmm. you know, there's usually the older kids are kind of missed. Yeah, and you know what? Out. I never thought about that because I've done toy drives before too, and I don't even—I know that they're toys, but I never look at if it's going to be a, for a bigger child or a certain age group that might be not left to be left out with a without a toy. And you know what? That's a great idea that you thought about it. Why? Why did it pop into your mind to make sure that those those kids are also included? Um. Well, I think it's important that. All kids experience Christmas, mm-hmm. not just the little kids, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen, you know, where and just kind of looking in from a different window into other people's lives, how the younger ones get things. Oh, yeah. But the the older ones are kind of, you know, because they are older, mm. you know, for the spirit of Christmas or whatever reason, you know, they kind of get left out. Right. And so I just think it's important for all kids, especially these kids that are part of the Children's Advocacy Center. They've had a hard life. Mm. You know, they 
you know, they should have at least one special day where they get a toy that is meant for them, that is age appropriate for them. And right. I was looking at the list and it's like, you know, Bluetooth um, speakers and Bluetooth earbuds and curling irons and curling rods. And yeah, they're a little bit pricier than the little kids toys, but you know, not that much. Not about much. You're right. Like you go to Fiber or not Fiber. Five uh, Below. Five Below. That's my spot. Five <laughs> Below and you find some good things that do work for like a nice present for a kid within that age group. So that's dope. Awesome. Why, again, I don't know if you answered the question, but that particular one, why does that one mostly is the one that you want to that organization? Why? Yeah. Um. So with Children's Advocacy Center, I mean, their focus is children that have been abused, mm-hmm. you know, and most abuse that happens for children happens for from within their household. Mm-hmm. Um. So just thinking about how special these kids are right. to, you know, have gone through what they're going going through and still you know pushing through and still trying to have that childhood and still trying to you know live every day knowing that the trauma and and the and the hurt they've been through i think that that's something that really touches my heart Mm. because at the end day kids are kids and to have that you know just to know that you know someone in their family or someone they knew has harmed them Mm. And now, you know, they have to go through that all life with that with that heavy pain. So I think just knowing that that center is benefiting those kids that have been through some really, really tough, difficult situations yeah. um, really touched my heart. Yeah, that's dope because it is true. Uh, you know, they're going to have to go through that as kids, already being kids. And then in addition, having to, you know, go as uh, adults and having to eventually deal with that trauma and having to you know eventually realize that the world is not all evil not not all the time and, you know they just so happen to be that something happened to them and hopefully that uh this day and this toy can bring a little bit of joy for that particular moment so it's great i never heard of this um I, you let me know the address once you get the address that is the address you said though for sure right or you want to double check i'm 97 percent sure <laughs> that that's the address <laughs> Okay. It's right we'll, on Main Street. <laughs> we'll put it on the description. Just send it over yeah. to me. Okay. What other events do you have going on or in planning in the future? I think it's pretty much over for the year, right? 2023? Yeah. yeah. So those will be probably the last two events unless there's um, another event that pops up that I join a part of, of someone else's. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, um, you know, pretty soon I'm going to be start planning for February. Already? Uh, yeah, so January. Yeah, January is a little iffy because I didn't we get snow or ice last January? It was a February. So. I think so. So I was just like, let's just see what Texas says the weather is going to be like before I start trying to plan this early. Yeah. Um. So I'll wait until like mid December and I'll start strategizing for that. But I mean, definitely for 2023, um, I want to have reoccurring markets because I'm used to having recurring market like you know twice a month, once a month type situation, and we had to fall back on that due to not having a location. But um, so the next couple of months, I really want to secure some locations across Mm -hmm. the DFW that we can be consistently at and having that market that, you know, everyone kind of knows like, oh, it's it's the first Saturday. So it's the Chingona's only pop up. So let's go. And then you kind of have that that brand recognition um, for the for the market and the pop up. So that way people, you know, already know what's happening. Vendors can already plan accordingly. Um, So just really having that is what I really want to look forward to um, as far as events go. 
But I'm down to sign up for other people's events as well. So I'm just waiting for, you know, everyone to kind of reach out to me. Let me go. Let me know what's happening for 2023. But I definitely want to be out and about as far as getting the brand out and and selling the merch. Um, for 2023, I'm focusing more on streetwear, mm. more so than the other items that I have. So I've been working with getting uh, custom um, jackets, custom hoodies. And when I mean custom, it's like... It's like cut and sewn custom for just for us. So like oh, legit wow. streetwear. So, yeah. you know, That's look really out, good. Kanye. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. That dude is something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I told my mom, I was like, I mean, not really Kanye, but like before, before Kim Kardashian, Kanye, when he was like a little bit normal. <laughs> He's a very strange individual. I have my own opinions about him, but I just let it be. So, Okay. Do you have other products besides the streetwear that you focus in? Is there anything else that you're focusing on as far as the new products or new? Because you always have the keychains, the stickers, and uh-huh. everything like that. Is there a doormat? I think I've seen, but any other particular product yet? So that doormat uh-huh. is actually not not from my brand. It's not. It's not yours. No, okay, okay, I supported okay. someone else's brand, oh. uh, Sunflare Creations Co. They beat you to that idea. They have the best. They have the best customer service. They have the best ideas. Like she literally worked with me and talked with me like through the whole process. Cause I was like, um, if I send you my font, can you do it? And she was like, Yeah, because you know, I have my yeah, you my have own particular font. font. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, and then like she was like, you know, working with me and like she sketched it up and she showed it to me. So it was like just a couple of days where I was going talking to her to like get everything solidified, but the best customer service, Latino owned business. Nice. Look her up. What's her name again? Uh, Sunflare Creations Co. Okay. So no doormat. That's <laughs> yeah. not somebody yeah. else. But you have your own keychains and different things that you do? Yes. Okay. So any new products that we expecting in 2023? Um, Probably. <laughs> yeah? You don't <laughs> know yet? Probably. Um, I, so I've gotten requests to do more hoods. Like, Oh, yeah. I got grilled the other day because I didn't have anything for Singing Hills. And so... Singing Hills, all right. Let's 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 sketch something up for okay, Singing Hills. So you have so far done Oak Cliff for sure. Uh huh. Webb Chapel. Uh huh. And West Dallas. West Dallas. East what else? Dallas. Uh huh. Pleasant Grove. Uh huh. Pleasant Grove. Uh, Arlington. Yeah, Agtown. Um, Grand Prairie. No, Nothing. but no, but now we have a market in Grand Prairie, so I gotta sketch something up for Grand Prairie. Yeah, so you gotta come up with something. <laughs> Did they ever find that cobra that that, that ran off? You remember that story? Yeah, no. I was scared too because I told my mom, I was like, you might want to put that dog inside. <laughs> that thing ran off. I hope it's still alive. Well, I don't know because there's a lot died. of land. Do, isn't it it's like you only have to like have like heat and stuff to keep a snake alive? I don't and, know. But like, it snowed by the time it got lost. And I don't know. It probably, it probably I don't, I don't died. know anything about reptiles. It probably died, but <laughs> I wouldn't want to be anywhere. You know what I've been? Wa- I don't know why I be watching these videos. I have no reason to be watching these videos. But the people that be messing with the gators and, and the snakes and stuff, I love those I videos. I know, but I don't know why I love them because I don't. I want. I don't want to mess have with. Ever, the- have you ever been to an alligator farm? Nope, and I don't want to. Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you about my Man. trip to the alligator farm. Uh-huh. So in Beaumont, okay, there's an alligator farm. Yeah, you could go there and see the alligators, and you could also feed them. Nah. But let me tell you about Big Tex. So Big Tex is like a twelve foot alligator that acts like a dog. Like he like you can like he'll tell him to like sit kinda. Yeah. And he'll like literally kinda sit, like an alligator sit. Yeah. And then take the treat gently from his hand. Like a dog. From his hand. Yeah. Does he have teeth still? Yeah. 
No. It's I like a real so. alligator, but you have to go and you have to. It's like, I think it was like $10 to get in. It was something really, it was like affordable. So I paid $10, so of the risk of it snatching but me I up. But like, I was like, how much can I pay? It's like, go and feed Big Tex a treat. Because like, literally, he's like a dog. And the, the owner he's said that. He's not a dog. But like he like he acted like when it was cute. He was so gentle and cute. So the the owner of the alligator farm said that he grew up in a pond uh-huh. and all the local people used to feed him. So that's oh. why he's so like docile. You know what I noticed? Some of the videos of the, the, the people that I've been watching, some of those gators seem to understand what they're telling them. You know what I mean? Like a dog, like an actual pet. Mm-hmm. I know they're not pets, and I'm not going to get close enough to pet because I even put a like a status on my Facebook. People that get bitten or or struck by, struck by a freaking snake, they deserve it. But at the same time, I look at the videos like, is that thing really like understanding what this guy is telling them? Like they really like, like, like you said, like go up or sit like a, I'm like, what? That's not right. Um, maybe they're smarter than what I think maybe they are. I don't know, but I wouldn't touch any other alligator except for Big Tex because Big Tex has earned my trust. Like I see him snatch you up if he hasn't if he hasn't eaten in about three weeks, yo yo. They keep you'll him be, well fed at the alligator no. farms, like he's in the wild. No, don't go out there and wherever <laughs> you're at by about body of water, see an alligator, think it's Big Tex, and it's gonna just you're gonna be able to. No, pet only Big Tex, not a Big Tex nah. lookalike. It has to be the. Big tags from Beaumont. Heck no. I trust that alligator. We could be so. homies. I, don't so. <laughs> I would not. I don't know. I just gators and snakes. Just I don't know why I like watching those videos, but it's not my thing whatsoever. Okay. So if, for anybody that is a vendor mm-hmm. and they see a chingonas only, why would they want to go with you or have an experience with you as far as doing a pop-up? Then I'm not trying to say nobody else or don't go with anybody else but what would they have a what benefit do you bring them as far as besides the lower price what else can you uh, can they expect from you them from different people that do different events yeah i think i think especially for vendors like myself that Mm -hmm. aren't cutesy and frilly and have the shabby chic aesthetic Mm -hmm. i think for alternative vendors or vendors that have a different aesthetic Mm -hmm. They fit into the market as well as those that do have that more shabby chic aesthetic too. It's more of a market where everyone everyone seamlessly blends in. Mm-hmm. I've been a part of markets before and like my table stands out like a sore thumb and like no one wants to come by because, you know, they're trying to, it's black, you know, everything is black at my table. You know, it's, it's different, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like I'm an outsider there. But when you've been with me, everybody's an insider. Like you can have whatever aesthetic, whatever it is that makes your brand your brand. You feel comfy there because everyone's welcoming. I do a good job or try to do a good job of curating vendors that are open minded, that incorporate other people, that support each other. Because I watch my vendors interact on socials before I even invite them to an event. Gotcha. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like you support. You're good. Like, you know, let's let's connect. Um, I don't, I just gave my secret out because I never told anybody. <laughs> but yeah, like I like I like I do my research before. I just don't see people and then invite them. Like I'm looking at your story. I'm looking at your things, and so it's something where there's something for everyone. And I don't think every market has that, and that's why I don't do as many markets as I'd like to because I know like I'm probably not gonna make any sales. Or I'm not gonna blend in just because that crowd is gonna be a certain aesthetic, and they're gonna be like you know, just run away from my table because it's all black, right? So when I try to do my market, I try to make it 
a mix of everything, mm-hmm. inclusive vibe. Um, you know, we play a little bit of every type of music. So it's more of like that type of vibe. So everyone feels comfy and everyone has an opportunity to make sales because there's going to be people that are targeted for everyone, right? Because that's how I do my marketing strategies. So I think that kind of what sets, sets us apart. And I'm not a catty person. I'm not a dramatic person. Mm-hmm. I'm all about my money. I'm mm-hmm. all about having a good time. So I feel like that kind of sets us apart because I don't know if you know, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of vendor drama. <laughs> so I don't, but I'm pretty sure every every freaking thing that there is, whether it's DJing, whether it's this and that, whether it's shows like this, have their own thing. Yeah. Where does it come from? I don't know. That's why it's good that you kind of sort of get their vibe and kind of know that they're going to be matched whatever you got the idea of what it needs to happen because in your mind you're already kind of seeing what it's going to be and you have the variety and not none of that drama stuff that is going to be coming to and that you make it family friendly you know i'm pretty sure there is because there's so many pop-ups that i've seen there's so many of them and i wouldn't doubt that again the the mentality of there's not enough for everybody is going to create some problems I, i don't doubt it whatsoever yeah. So. I mean, I personally haven't really encountered any, but I've heard some stories. And so just like, you know, I've put a post a few a few months back, uh-huh. you know, just these are my rules. Like you come in, if you want to be a vendor, you're supportive. You don't talk bad about anyone, a positive environment. We're all here to make money. Like I made that like very clear as far as putting it on my Instagram, putting it out there on socials, what we're all about. Because mm-hmm. I just I just want everyone to have a good time. I just want everyone to make money. I don't want all the extra extra stuff. Right. And I feel like that's kind of what sets us apart just because I don't hide that. I put it out there and like I, you know, I post it on socials through my Chingona's only page like, hey, y'all. So it's kind of like the house rules, which is only makes sense if you're about that money and you're trying to. It only makes sense to support each other if you're already there. And then not to mention why the extra stuff if the bottom line is to make you know, bring your product out so people can see it, get a better name because you don't want a reputation that you go into a certain place, pop-ups, and you always creating issues and then sell product and make money. Yeah. 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 So I definitely, I think that's kind of what sets, sets uh, Chiona's only uh, events apart just because I try to put it out there and not tiptoe around it and not be secretive about it because, you know, I just put it out there. Like, I, I would prefer everyone just support each other and keep it at that and positive interactions with each other and hype each other up and um so that's what i think i think that's really what is all what our markets are all about my markets are i keep saying are (laughs) hey it's a big market so if you're coming to pop up and you know they want to do they reach out to you? Uh, where, where, what's all your media, social media contacts that they can reach you at? Yeah, so I mean, Instagram is always the best way to reach me. Uh, I try to respond as quick as I can, mm-hmm. um, and it's just Chingonas only. And IG. then you got the website as well, Chingonasonly.com. Do you have your? Do you do your own artwork in the website too? So funny story uh-huh. is I've been teaching myself how to do my own artwork. Uh-huh. Um, so I would say ninety-seven percent of the designs that are out were done by me. I've commissioned out three complicated ones, um, and I'm learning every day how to do better. So that's good, awesome. Okay, one quick question. So, if you were 
and we're about to wrap it up. So thank you very much for being here again. I know that you don't like to drive, but <laughs> I appreciate it that it's dark and uh, you came from a long, far away. So thank you. Traffic was dying down anyway. So. <laughs> but if you were uh, a, a very important lesson that you would have learned doing this business or in general in life that you can tell your younger self that somebody else can learn from it, what would that be? I would tell my younger self, don't doubt yourself. Just go for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I want to touch back before we leave on that manifestation part and that thing. That stuff is is like real. It's not like a made-up thing. And, and you hear it and this and that, but you got to understand that it's also in the belief that it works in order for it to work, you know. I'm not too much of religion, but there's certain things that say, how do, how do you ask? Like, what is the correct way to ask or how do you pray? Well, you pray as if it's already yours. And the manifestation part is like you see it, you visualize, and the visualization too is like you're already touching it and experiencing it and, and literally like living it. And that's the, the reason why it makes it happen. If you say that affirmations don't work, that within itself is an affirmation. You're not believing that part. So you have to surrender to the thing that if things have not worked for you for a long time and you just keep at it and it, they don't work, but you have the same mentality, you're creating insanity within the mind because you're doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results, and it's not going to happen. You have to be able to surrender to it, thinking a different way, flipping the page, and giving a chance to something that could possibly change your life. So if you believe that it will and you're willing to and you start exercising little by little until you start literally believing, things will happen for you in your life that will change your life. Why am I saying this right now? I don't know. I've been doing the podcast for a year and a half, but I think this is the time to let you know that it is possible for you to change your life. This manifestation of this podcast and this whole vision didn't just come overnight. It had to take some time, but I have to believe in the process and trust it and generate the thought that I wanted to make this in order for it to be happen. Where It's not where it's at. Absolutely not. But I'm not against the work. And I know that because the mindset and the belief is already created that it's going to happen, then I you just got to do the work. You just have to go through the motions of doing what you need to do. And then just like Chingonas only became, I'm pretty sure, of a thought to create an, an actual tangible thing that moves around now in the DFW, that's how it comes to be. So you just have to believe that it does happen because that's part of the process for it to be a real deal, a real touchable thing that you can have here in this world. So that's all my part on that. Okay, so another, um, I have one more question, but I appreciate you being here again. I know I said it a few times, but it really truly means a lot, especially when you don't even like to drive or leave the house (laughs) and leave your puppy. But we're doing everything that you do, the mindset, manifesting which i think is universal not to mention being able to give the opportunity to other vendors coming up to be able to show and showcase whatever they have going on whether it's latino or not it's still to me i feel like you're a global latin factor so brie you're a global latin factor thank you for being here one last question for you if anybody was to google you or search you years from now what do you hope for them to find when they search you um what do I want them to find? I want them to find Chingonas only um, in stores. I want us to be in Neiman Marcus. I want us to nice. be, I don't know, Nike sponsor us. <laughs> nice. 
I want I want to be in the, the big Cortez time. On deck. It was <laughs> got the Cortez. On I know, deck. and I can't even find any new Cortez because the resellers took them all. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. But yeah, no, wow. I want I I really want to be, you know, in stores. I really want people to recognize us as a streetwear brand, the biggest female-owned streetwear brand in Dallas in the nation. I'm thinking big. No more thinking small. Yeah. 2023 and up, we're in big leaks. Yeah, absolutely. Chingona, if you didn't know, translation <laughs> is badass. Somebody that's badass. Somebody that is like, like y- you can incorporate leader within that. But the word itself is really not a translation. Somebody that is a badass pretty much is what it means. So chingonas only, badass only. So we appreciate you. Thank you very much for being here. We're going to wrap it up. Again, subscribe to the channel, YouTube channel, audio. Listen to us again. We appreciate the ones. We're moving up. And it's all thanks to you. Again, this was another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. Remember, we're just like you. We are the spice in this melting pot that it is the world. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you very much for checking out this episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. If you are enjoying the content and the channel, go ahead and subscribe. Help us reach our goal of 1,000 subscribers so we can bring you more episodes, more channel. Go like, go subscribe. Go write a comment. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. Pero but in fact is a flamingo Coming to Havana and from Puerto Rico On a pirate ship, you don't know where do we go The birds of the jungle chasing fortune and...